You're listening to the JT The Brick Show, where the Raider Nation has come to sound off and react for over 20 years. It's the JT The Brick Show. 39-yard field goal for Carlson set up on the right hash. Good snap, solid hold. Field goal is up, and that is good. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Crowd into it. Wilson lifts the right leg, gets the ball. They bring the blitz off the edge, and they get to him. Nate Hobbs coming around the left side. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35. Racing to the 20. 10. Touchdown Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you as we count down to the Denver Broncos at Mile High. Coming up here on Sunday on Raider Nation Radio, the flagship of the silver and black. On a busy day today. Real busy, a lot to get to. I know what you want to talk about. We'll get to that after Matt Millen will open up the show here in about five minutes. Four-time Super Bowl champ. Kevin Bollinger from Fox 5, their sports director at the bottom of the hour. And then we'll have the voice of the Broncos, one of the best, Dave Logan. Voice of the Broncos, legendary high school football coach. I think one of the best play-by-play voices in the NFL. So that's what I'm going to try to do every week is give you the voice of the other team. People I've known for over 20 years are new guys. Jason Horowitz, voice of the Raiders, and all the insiders that we have coming up. All right, so today Josh McDaniels addressed the media on Chandler Jones. We find out it's a personal issue. I know Raider fans want to get to the bottom of the personal issue. You're not going to today. It's a serious personal issue. Obviously, he is not in the building They are trying to handle this with Chandler Jones to see if there could be some type of scenario going forward. I am not saying a resolution. I don't know if he's played his last down with the Raiders, if they're going to put him on the pup list, if he's going to play or not. We have no idea. All of the insiders who were there asked the questions. Here's one to start off. This was the beginning of the press conference on Chandler Jones. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to talk about the, you know, that's kind of a personal situation and um, as a, you know, we, we've never really gone into, you know, those kind of things. So I'm going to steer away from that. Um, you know, it's a private matter. And, um, you know, you know, if there's something to report on it, then, you know, we'll, we'll do that. But uh, as of right now, no. <clears throat> there's nothing to report. There's nothing to talk about. No, I, I don't, you know, right now we're going day to day. So, um, you know, he, he, he's not going to be here today. So we'll, we'll kind of take it one day at a time. Well, that's not a good sign for Chandler Jones if he's not going to be there today to get ready for a football game on Sunday. It's a personal issue. I explain this to friends, Raider fans who have been calling me, texting me on this issue. I have to interview the head coach tomorrow on television. All of this, it's the same answer. It's a personal issue. We handle personal issues differently than we did in society 5, 10, 20, 30 years ago, dating back to Charles Haley or another player, anyone involved. It's different now for a lot of different reasons when it comes to personal issues. We give the athlete space when it's personal, and the organization tells you to your face in a conference that they're not going to talk about it and it's a personal issue. So I know where you want to go on this. You want to be TMZ. You want to dive down and you want to try to figure out what's going on. It's a personal matter. And it's unfortunate that it's affecting the media, you the fans, before the first game of the year where I'm highly optimistic the Raiders are going to go in and win this game. I don't know if it's a distraction or not. I don't know what the level of a distraction it would be or not. Chandler Jones has been one hell of a player in this league. 
And when he came to this team, my theory was, you know, the guy doesn't have a gold jacket yet, but he's pretty close. His numbers were identical to Michael Strahan at the same time when Strahan, who ended up going to the Hall of Fame. You see DeMarcus Ware, other players. He is in that category. But as I said, he took a step backwards last year. He didn't play well. It was encouraging at the end of the year and encouraging this offseason, seeing him around. I was really looking forward to Chandler Jones playing in this Denver game. And he might. He might play. And there's a lot of fans who don't think he will. So how do we do a radio show on this? Next man up. Do you hear me? How do I do a show where I'm preparing for the Broncos on the pre and post and trying to get you ready with all these great interviews? Next bleeping guy up. Malcolm Kuntz, Tyree Wilson, whoever you are, get ready to roll if he isn't ready to go. And then I hope personally in Chandler Jones' life that he gets what he needs. I don't know if he needs help. I don't know if he needs help for any reason. I don't know what's going on with him mentally or not. No one does. No one knows. So is it aggravating? You better believe it's aggravating. I wasn't planning on this being our coverage week one. But we're going to handle it the right way. Personal issue. Have respect for the player. Obviously, it's very serious. you got to consider it serious because of what he put out on social media and took down and the gravity of what he said. The fact that he's not in the building a couple of days and he's not there today to prepare for the Broncos. You better believe it's a serious issue. He's a human being. Once a Raider, always a Raider. A very important player on this team. A very good player in the scheme that they're trying to run here. So I, I look at it now. Uh, you can go wherever you want. If you kind of call me and ask me what I think, I just told you what I thought in the first six minutes of the show. Private matter, personal issue. Uh, Josh McDaniels, I think, addressed it to the best of his ability. He doesn't want to give the Denver Broncos any help here. He doesn't want to tell the Denver Broncos here on Wednesday what his roster looks like until they put out their lineup and what they're going to say with who's playing and who's questionable. You could all understand that if you're a Raider fan, not wanting to give that a situation to make it a benefit overall. So that's where we're at. As I bring in one of the great Raiders of all time, four-time Super Bowl champ, you saw him on the broadcast, Matt Millen joins us. Matt, good to talk to you, and great spending a lot of the preseason with you. How are you? Yeah, that was fun, JT. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I couldn't be better. We're waiting on this issue with Chandler Jones, a personal matter with the Raiders, so we're going to act like he's not playing because he's not in the building today. But I want to jump in on uh, start off with what you saw and your expertise on defense with this team lining up in the joint practices, the little you saw in the preseason, and if it looks like to you the defense has improved. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think their secondary has gotten better. Um, I think uh, we're going to have to see on Tyree how that's going to come along as he as he develops because they could use that that other guy as you know mm. they're they're counting on. Chandler Jones, but um, Chandler doesn't disengage as, as well as he used to. I think Tyree is, is going to be a big key. The one area I, I'm concerned about, and you and I spoke to, mm-hmm. was we're not real big at the second level. And so um, I, if, a, if a team gets some points at their back and decide they want to start pounding the football in there, then uh, that, that would be an area of concern for me. But other than that, I, I think we're, 
we're in pretty good shape. Yeah, Matt, it's interesting because as you played linebacker and you were a guy who stayed on the field and they had to pull you off the field, you played in an era where they weren't doing as much hybrid and mixing and matching. You put a linebacker out there and you better hope he can cover, drop in and cover a tight end and stop the run. And I think with Diablo, from what we saw, very athletic, put on some muscle mass. And they're all in on this Robert Spillane who's wearing Phil Villapiano's old number, and to be a captain there on defense and to come in, he's got to play well because the middle of the field, as you know, was wide open last year. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. And so then you got to be able to stick your face in there and stop them when they, when they want to really start to try to thump you. And so, um, so when, I, when I look at that group, if, if you're just going to stand in there and, and try to thump that offensive line, you got to – Get in, get off those guys, and make you know, and make the plays. And uh, so that that kind of requires for me a guy who's a little bit bigger. But you know what? That's why you have bigger offensive linemen. You can mm-hmm. kind of move them around, and you can play off them. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, but just on its face, I think uh, I'd like to see a little bit bigger guys in there. Raider legend Matt Millen, and what a great broadcaster, kind enough to join us on the flagship of the Raiders. I remember, I recall in a couple of production meetings when you were talking to Coach and the GM, you liked Jacorian Bennett, you loved the young corner. Oh, yeah. Now tell yeah. us about him, because he's going to have to play here, and I think other opponents going up against Russell Wilson and Josh Allen are going to want to take shots at him early in his career. Oh, absolutely! They're going to want to. I mean, you get a young guy, you you're going to test him right away, and it's not like you pass the test with one throw. So, Jacorian Bennett has good size. He's long. He has really good quickness. He gets his hands. He uses his hands pretty well. Um, he understands the scheme and he knows how to use his help. That's what was really interesting to me because a lot of times, a lot of young guys get out there and they're going, "Oh, I got this guy." Like there's nobody else on the field, right? And so he's he's smart. He's uh he's a guy who, you know, if he if he has a safety over the top, he knows which way to use them. If he's got backers inside, he knows how to which way to cover them. And so I think uh, those are all good things. On top of that, he's he's a really good man cover guy. And so I watched him at Maryland. Um, I thought he was a good player there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you never really know if they make the jump. I think he makes the jump. Matt, we didn't see Denver a lot, and Sean Payton let Russell Wilson play a little bit. He lost some weight. He was playing heavy last year. Sean Payton wanted to lean him up. Uh, My concern in this game is Russell Wilson running the ball. He doesn't have Jerry Judy, and I think what he's going to do is just take off early and run because that's what he does great. He's not good at it. He's one of the greats that have done this in the last 15 years or so. How would you game plan for that as a leader of the defense with a spy or at least knowing that he doesn't have that chemistry yet with Sean Payton and these young players there, and you got to contain him in the pocket? How do you do that? Yeah, well, it's not easy. That's the first thing. And you can't just say, you know what, let's spy this guy. because That takes another guy right out of your coverage. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think the biggest thing is when he – well. This is this is tough now, JT. Let me if I rewound twenty years, mm-hmm. I would say when he takes off and runs, we got to pound him. But you have <laughs> to take that off the table anymore, yeah. right? That one you can't use. Um, so I think you do though have to get after him. I think he d- does have to understand that if he's going to run, he's going to get hit. Um, having said that, he's been down this road a number of times. 
I, I really like him. I, I think he's when he's on his game, which I believe part of it is is on the run. That's when he's at his best. Uh, the best way to handle that is you know tight coverage. If he takes off and run, make him run, but you got to tackle him. Matt Millen. Matt, uh, you called a lot of plays there along with Rich Gannon and Jason Horowitz with Aiden O'Connell. Before I get to Jimmy Garoppolo, what would you like about the quarterback from Purdue, what you saw in practice and in the preseason? Uh, that He has something you can't teach, and that's poise. Mm-hmm. And so he's, you know, he's never – you and I talked about this a lot. So he, he was, he's never too up. He's never too down. He's nice and steady. And that's the way his, his uh, personality is. That's the way he was at Purdue. He's been well coached uh, with Jeff Brom. You know, Brom is hard on his quarterbacks and expects a lot of them. And, and a pretty sophisticated passing game. I think he made the jump uh, fairly well. Uh, but he's, you know, it's pro football. So there's a lot to learn. And there's a lot of things that they didn't do in the preseason that they'll now see. So I think uh, he, if he just just hangs in there and, and uh, you know, and does his work and, and does his studying, I think, I think we got ourselves a pretty good fourth-round pick. You know, Matt, you played De Niro where you played a lot of preseason games and you had two-a-days and pads. How should we judge Josh Jacobs week one? They might need him. I mean, this Chandler Jones situation, whatever happens there, but I look at the offense. This offense is loaded and heavy, but you don't want to overdo Josh in the first game because you don't know what type of football shape he's in, but you got to win the game. And and he's 7-0. Yeah. and Matt, he's 7-0 and against Denver, and he's destroyed them statistically and he's the leading rusher. What do you think could be going through Josh McDaniel's mind on giving him the right amount of carries? If he's out there, he's available, you play him. Yes. There are no guarantees in the NFL. So he may be he may be good for and be great for the first six games and who knows on in week 7, right? So mm-hmm. you don't know when you have him, you play him. And so it's up to Josh to be in condition. That's that's part of his job, and um, you'll learn on him, lean on him. I I don't think you'll have any problems with him. I think uh, Josh Jacobs knows exactly what's going on, and he'll be ready. All right, man. As we wrap this up, I had so much fun. We went to lunch in Manhattan Beach. We went to meetings together. We drove. <laughs> we drove a long way to get out to we, Rams camp. We got lost in Manhattan Beach. You forgot that. Yes, part. <laughs> we got lost in Manhattan Beach. I my highlight of our preseason was. You and Eric Allen talking about Lawrence Taylor and Reggie oh, White, and you're yeah. jumping in yeah. saying, well, here's what Ronnie Lott's like. He's next to me in the meeting, and, you know, you're talking yeah. to Ronnie and then Steve Young. I mean, you're a great storyteller, and, and you're still just such a great broadcaster. My wife went to Illinois. We watched the Illinois game you did. Where are you now at your life with your broadcast career, which is one of the great, greatest careers in NFL history and college football, with the fun that you have at Alumni Weekend, and then just picking up the phone, talking to your college and NFL buddies? Yeah, well, you know, I happen to like my guys, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so yeah. it's, it's easy. JT, when we're, when, we're, when we're just messing around, like mm-hmm. in, at, at training camp or if we're, like I said, getting lost in Manhattan Beach. We're sitting there, you know, having a burger or something. I enjoy that. That's good times for me. So whenever I see old teammates, it's always fun. The first thing you do, rule number one, dog him immediately for something that you remember, you know, that he was some stupid thing that he did. 
And then number two, we laugh about it, and then, you know, he'll dog me back. <laughs> it's such a brotherhood. It's so amazing. So I know your schedule as you're in the mill and you're woodworking and doing everything. you got a big college football schedule. Uh, we should probably see you out here. Will we see you out in Vegas for a game or maybe catch a Raider game on the road? What's your plan? Yeah, probably at the end of the season I'll try to get out there as soon as, my, as, soon as this is done. And, or, and, you know, and I may even, I may even have one because so, Fox usually gives me, like, you know, usually four or five games at the end of the season. So who knows? Great, Matt. Great to see you. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Uh, anytime. Take care of yourself, JT. You got it. Matt Millen. I, I tell you, I'm getting emotional. I don't want to get too emotional. Being around that gentleman is really special to me. I mean, it's really – people ask me all the time, what's the best part about my job? Forget about my life. My job, it's that. To be able to sit in a car with Matt Millen and Eric Allen for an hour and a half – Getting lost, we went to get a burger in Manhattan Beach, and the volleyball's there, and he goes left, and I go, where do we go? And we get lost for about 10 minutes, and he's laughing. But he is one of the true great storytellers. We're very lucky in Raider Nation. Phil Villapiano. Have you seen George Atkinson on NFL Films tell a story about Jack Tatum? I mean, we have the best storytellers in the NFL. And Matt's one of those guys who was in the middle of all of it. He won four Super Bowls. I didn't realize the two years he was with the Niners, he won a Super Bowl and went to an NFC Championship game that should have been a Super Bowl when Roger Craig fumbled and the Giants went against That was another Super Bowl. That would have been five. And he goes to the Redskins at the time, wins the Super Bowl with Joe Gibbs and the Hogs. This guy, his career is incredible. And then he's very honest about his run with Detroit. When Detroit is a GM, he didn't do well, and they went 0-16, and they had the Millen Man March, and they tried to run him out of town there. And he's like, hey, part of my life. He played for Joe Paterno. Played for Joe Paterno. He's deep, 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 longtime friends with Mr. Davis before he passed. Same with Bill Walsh. I mean, you look at Matt Millen's life and career, he's a special guy, man. He's the embodiment of what a man is, of what a football player is. And I'm happy to call him a friend. Every time in the preseason they invite me back and I get a chance to travel with him and we go from city to city. It's, it's so cool. Hey, that's brought to you by the M Resort Spawn Casino. Uh, they're a partner of ours here, as you know, and they'll be the partner for once a Raider, always a Raider. So we came out strong with Matt Millen. Now we'll get an alumni every week. All the big boys will be showing up on this show as we get going here. So the Chandler Jones, notice no one's called in yet on Chandler Jones. Notice that. No, no, good. Again, no, Jared, there'll be a point somewhere in my career where I'll come in here and every line is full. And I'm just going to quit. I'm going to say I accomplished it all. I did it all. That was my goal in life. And we don't need one call. But people are texting me, friends, friends and confidants, what's going on with Chandler Jones. So if you're joining us a little bit late, let me tell you what I think's going on with him. He's going through a very serious personal matter in his own life. Okay? If it turns out that those Social media posts were real. You could tell that at that time that he sent them out before he took them down, he was really upset about something. And I don't know if I'm the Raiders, how to look at that. If I'm Chandler Jones's brother, John Bones Jones, and I'm looking at that, I would be concerned about the well-being of my brother and my teammate when he sent all that out. So now the Raiders are adjusting to this and the human being and trying to figure out What's going on with the human being? And that, that falls into a category of a personal matter. And I got a 22-year-old son and a 20-year-old son, and I told one of them, the one that's home, I said, life has changed in, the, in your lifetime. 
In your lifetime, when you deal with personal matters, it used to be, who cares what the personal matters? Tell me, come on, right now, tell me what's, what's going on with you. Not anymore. Legalities, issues, personal issues. It's called privacy. The Raiders now have been thrown into a private matter the week of the Bronco game. Josh McDaniels, our head coach, we the season ticket holders, he's got to navigate through this situation with one of the players while getting the team amped up to play in a football game and scheme Sean Payton. So again, I mean, there's some fans that don't get it or against the coach, against the organization, and you're supposed to be a family here in a private matter here hoping for a positive resolution. I have no idea what the resolution's going to be. I'm going forward, next man up. I think that's what I have to do. I'd love to do two hours on Chandler Jones. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know where his head's at. So, But I do know that Malcolm Kuntz can come and step in and rush the passer. I do know that whatever Tyree Wilson was going to play, you're going to get him 10 more snaps. That's going to happen. And he better be ready to do this. And maybe he's not perfectly ready because, you know, they brought him along slowly. I don't know. But Max Crosby knows that he will put this team on his back. Max Crosby will put this bleeping team on his back. He will come out of that tunnel at mile high. He will lead that team. He will lead them out, and they will be ready. Now, if Chandler Jones is there, hallelujah, great. If he's not, Mad Max will turn that into an atmosphere where he can thrive. Next man up is a really big thing in sports. I'll throw it out to you in the monologue. How are you feeling today, Raider Nation, about next man up? I'm not going to take a lot of phone calls on Chandler Jones' private matter because it's private and I'm not aware of what he's going through. But what do you think about getting ready without him potentially, because I don't know if he's going to play or not, potentially not playing, hasn't been in the building a couple days. How does the defense rally here? These are grown-ass men who are traveling to Denver in a hostile environment. They want their fan base behind them. They want their fan base to to go, we got your back, man. It must suck going through this right now with your friend. Whatever's happening, we're not aware of it, but we got your back. That's the way I'm treating it. And my name's on the show. That's the way I'm going to treat it. And I'll ask some people about it, and we'll see what happens tomorrow. I sit down with the coach tomorrow morning. I think it's going to be a private matter. I won't get an answer. It'll be private until they rectify this. But we'll know if he gets on the plane or not, or if he's played his last snap for the silver and black. 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. Raider Greg, start us off here on the flagship. What's happening, Greg? Hey, JT, my brother. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Uh, I, first and foremost, I just want to say I, I love Raider Nation should be encouraged. I love the professionalism, professionalism of this front office. I love how Josh McDaniels, this is family business. Anybody that knows anything that goes on in a family, it's for the family to figure out. But we got a game to win. This is Broncos week. You know, we wish the best from Chandler, but that's that's what it's not about. It's about, like you said, next man up. It's time to see Malcolm Kuntz. Malcolm Kuntz, this is your call. This is your roll call. Okay, we know what Max is going to do. Max is going to eat. I put it on Twitter today. Max, I got Max being the MVP. Defense MVP for sure, but I got Max being the MVP. I think Max is going to turn it back for the defense. Max going to put the team on his shoulders. He's going to make sure they're ready to go. Everybody going to make sure they're ready to go. I, I like that I'm, it's quiet. It's the outside media. It's the, it's the national media wants to push this, speak this uh, negativity into our things. Yeah, we got things going on, but we're going to deal with it internally. But we focus on beating the Broncos. Mm-hmm. 
We focus on that defense going out there and taking control of the game, following behind your leader. Mad Max is the leader. There's no question about it. The team is going to stand with him. It's time for them other guys, Tyree Wilson, Michael Coots. It's time for them to stand up. Those deep tackles, we're deep. It's time to stand up. Whatever's going on with that, that's not for us to speculate. We shouldn't speculate about somebody's personal life. And we're a family, as you said. It's Raider Nation. We're a family. Let the family deal with the family problems. But let's focus on the task at hand. Simple. Let's go out there and punch them in the mouth. It's Denver week. It's time to make a statement not only to, not worried about what they're saying outside, but to ourselves. The work that we put in, let's show ourselves that we are who we say we are. That's all I got, JT. Yeah, that's a I hell of a phone call. Man, that's a hell of a phone call to start off the show. I mean, I really appreciate that. That's a hell of a phone call. You know, again, we can get into the TMZification of sports. We can talk about the personal issue or not. What's going on with Chandler Jones? And we hope and pray that he's okay. And this will, you know, come to a good conclusion. We hope that. But there's a football game to play. And Raider Nation has dealt with a lot over the last couple of years in Vegas. Serious issues, more serious than this. And Raider Nation has navigated through it. It's not an ideal situation, but... There's a football game coming up here, and we want to make sure the team is ready to go, and I think they are. 702-365-9200. The September draft deals at PT's Taverns. All of the draft specials. Head on out to PT's, the best happy hour in town. I don't really, you know, I haven't really got into that conversation with him at all. Um, you know, I think Jimmy's a competitive person by nature, wants to, um, wants to do his best, prepare hard, work as hard as he possibly can to be the best version of himself that he can be for our team. Um, I don't, you know, I don't really know how much he hangs on to things that have happened in the past and all the rest of it. I think he had a really successful uh, tenure there in San Francisco. Um, I know he has a great deal of respect for them and what he's learned, um, you know, and I think he's excited to lead our football team. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas, the newest property on the Strip. Yeah, we got 15 partners in our show, an all-time record for this show, so you just heard Resorts World, and now I want to tell you about M-Ride. There's a new way to get to the game, M-Ride it. M-Ride is the luxury concierge shuttle service. It's the same bus the players use. So you can ride it like a pro. M-Ride will take you round trip from Circa or the Palms. I repeat, Circa or the Palms to every Raiders and Golden Knights home game. No more hassle parking, sitting in traffic, waiting in a long taxi, or these rideshare lines that are out of control. M-Ride it, and you'll get in and out quickly. Reserve your ride at mridelv.com. Use the promo code BRICK. That's mridelv.com. Promo code BRICK. And I know, Jared, you're working for Bobby today. I am the king of the hookup. I like to get hooked up, and I like to hook up our audience. So now we got our buddy Teo, former Raider tight end, with this unbelievable partnership with the Raiders with M-Ride. And that's the way you get in and out of there. You'll love this service. Use the code word BRICK as we get going. Not much to say today on Chandler Jones after the coach literally said, we dealt with it, we're not going to get into this. We've dealt with it. And we're not going to get into this. A personal matter, Chandler Jones, 33, is entering his 12th NFL season. Kevin Bollinger was at the press conference, covers the Raiders, the partnership of Fox 5. He's the sports director. And, Kevin, an interesting scenario here. It's a personal issue. 
Uh, what did you take away from Josh McDaniel's comments earlier this morning? Uh, you know, I think that if you're reading between the lines here, the Raiders are, are, are trying to uh, figure out what the next step is, uh, both uh, internally and, and with Chandler Jones uh, as to, to what's going to happen going forward. Uh, you know, not not speaking about it is, is something that's obviously pretty commonplace when it comes to, to issues like that. So uh, I, I think that we're going to see this thing develop fairly rapidly here in the next uh, day or two and have a better idea of, of where this ends up. Yeah, I agree with you. I think with week one looming, the ability to get on a plane and have to get to Denver and a decision looming here, I would agree with that. Uh, overall, with your coverage, and you have a lot of access you had to the coach and Jimmy Garoppolo, I'll start with the offense. The overall health of the offense is very strong, especially with Josh Jacobs back in the building. What do you like about this matchup with the Denver Broncos? I'll start with Garoppolo and the offense first. Well, you know, uh, let's look at the obvious. The Raiders have had a lot of success against the Broncos here in the last several years and have done a lot of uh, really good things. Uh, against them, and I don't see anything changing from the offensive side, uh, even with a, a new quarterback in Garoppolo. Uh, everybody, as you said, is pretty healthy up front on the line. Uh, the one player that we've even seen in a red jersey over the last few weeks was Hunter Renfro, and he was back at full full practice uh, not only today but uh, uh, last week as well. So I think that that bodes well for the offense uh, to, to, to put up some big numbers early and, and uh, get this thing rolling the right way. The running game is really important to me because, Kevin, I'm going to break it and talk about it constantly and just beat it into the ground. Jacobs is 7-0 and against this team, and I don't think Vic Fangio, and we know Nathaniel Hackett wasn't a great head coach, but Vic Fangio was a hell of a defensive coordinator and still is, and he ran through those guys. And Denver's got a pretty good defense overall. They've lost edge rushers over the last couple of years, which I really think has hurt that franchise. They've had Von Miller... Chubb, you look at the guys who have left that organization or foundational pieces, and I don't think they've recovered there. I'm concerned that Denver's going to load the box and try to take Josh out of the game that way. And if that's the case, Jimmy should have four to five weapons to throw to. Well, yeah, and, you know, Sean Payton, I think, is the big X factor in this entire thing and what he and his new staff are going to do. Uh, there's no question that they want to get off on the right foot. They've been looking at a lot of tape of the Raiders to make sure that their week one uh, rolls right, and I think that uh, even you know Joshua Daniels alluded to the fact that that we know that they're going to throw stuff at us uh, that that maybe uh, we hadn't seen before. And I think that you know not only was he talking about the offensive side of the ball for the Broncos, but also on the defensive side of the ball to do something uh, to to try and and get Jacobs taken care of. But as you said, uh, with the the receivers healthy and with Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, and and Devontae Adams, you have all different kinds of options spread all over the place there uh, that, that I think that bodes well for this offense, uh, especially in a matchup with the Broncos. Uh, the one thing that will be interesting to keep an eye on is the weather forecast mm -hmm. as well. Right now it's looking all right, but there's rain uh, that mm -hmm. uh, is supposed to come in late Sunday, early Monday. If that thing pushes up a little bit early and it gets to a wet field, that uh, is, is another factor. Uh, Kevin, as we wrap this up, I think it's really interesting to look at what happened last year with Derek Carr, and he's moved on to New Orleans. We wish him well, and now the transition to Jimmy Garoppolo, where the comfort zone with Carr on third down just wasn't where it was supposed to be with this head coach. And again, fans blame the coach. They blame the quarterback. I've moved on from that. But I see now this coach more comfortable with this quarterback executing his vision on what to do with the football in situations where 
you know, defensive schemes and they're mixing and matching players. What do you think Jimmy G is going to be able to do reading the defense, especially in the red zone, maybe to open up this offense more so they get less Carlson easy field goals and more six points on some touchdowns? Well, you hit the nail on the head. The red zone, uh, massive. Uh, those are the numbers that got to turn around if the Raiders are going to turn it around. Uh, but the, Jimmy G seems to just have, have has a calmness to him. Not that Derek Carr didn't, but I think that he's going to control the huddle uh, in those situations. And because he has a, a couple of, of slot-type guys in Jacoby Myers, and, of course, we all know Hunter Renfro, that helps. And then you also have uh, whoever they play at tight end, tight ends that can catch the ball uh, really well that's going to, to help in this situation. So uh, I just think that, that there's a calmness about Jimmy Garoppolo uh, that I think that, that is going to kind of keep everything settled down and, and go out and, and do the job. Reading the defenses is going to be interesting because he's flipping back to the AFC from an NFC team. He hasn't seen the Broncos as much, obviously, as Derek Carr did. Uh, so uh, mm-hmm. but he, he, he's been in the film room a lot. Getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of looks at what they're going to show them. Kevin Bollinger, Fox Five Sports Director. So finally, you travel with the team. I mean, you go out with the team to all these cities. What do you think of Denver? I've been I've been to Denver. This is my year twenty five with me. I've only been to Denver twice. I avoid Denver. It's not one of my favorite places. It's a very hostile environment. Very hostile. Uh, what do you think of Denver? The Raider Nation showing up on the road. I, I always like Denver. I like going down there. Raider Nation. We, Raider Nation shows up in every yeah. city. We know that. But they've done such a great job with what they call Lodo or Lower Downtown yes. when they built Coors Field. I remember doing a story there 15 years ago when they were looking at building uh, a stadium in, in downtown Las Vegas, and we did a story on how a, a sports stadium can revitalize a downtown area. And we used Denver as the example. During the World Series, we went there with the Rockies and the Red Sox where the Red Sox swept them. Uh, and they just turned that into a good vibe. But when Raider Nation comes in and takes over all those bars, it just starts the whole weekend going. And it's going to be a huge football weekend in Denver. we got uh, Deion Sanders in Colorado yes. taking on Nebraska on Saturday morning. And so you're going to have all kinds of football fans mixed in together Saturday night in Lodo, leading into Sunday and the tailgate. Uh, should be should be a really wild scene on Sunday afternoon. Looking forward to it. Every other Wednesday, Kevin Bollinger, then Vince Sapienza, we plug into the Fox 5 team here in town and the great job that they do. Kevin, I'll see you shortly. Thank you for coming on. You got it. Thanks, JT. All right, Kevin. Sports director, sports director, multiple awards, Emmy awards. He's really good. And again, another guy embedded with the team. Who do we put on the show? The guys and the gals embedded with the team. And we try to add one more every year, and we're full. We're full. We have no room. We have no room on a two-hour show. If I had a three-hour show, Jared, or a four-hour show, I'd have room for more. But we keep it tight with our group here. So that's where we're at. Uh, Denver, if you're going to the game, I want to hear from you. I have one more guest, the voice of the Broncos. Big guest. I go on his show. He comes on my show. And, again, the guys in Denver are fun with me on radio. I've always been on the radio at night most of my career in Denver. Big Alfred Williams. Uh, Dave Logan, they always have me on the show, and they use me for entertainment. Oh, here comes JT. He's a homer for the Raiders. Oh, here he comes. And I come on, and I get all amped up, and I do my there's – there's another area of me. There's the host, you know, grumpy at times, fast-paced, all of that. And then when I'm a guest, I just go full-on Raider Nation and protecting the shield. And I've been 6-0, 6-0. 
Okay, so you want to give me a little credit? 6-0 and on their radio stations. So they got me scheduled for Thursday, and they're going to say the same thing. Well, I'm going to say we're ready to win because the Peyton Manning era, I was on their radio stations a lot. We lost a lot. Lost a lot of games to Denver in the Peyton Manning era. And now the tide has turned. I like playing Denver in this spot for a couple of reasons. I think the Raiders are a better team. I really do. I think they have a better roster. Now, does Denver have a couple of positions that are better than the Raiders cornerback in the secondary? Absolutely. Absolutely. They have players who are better than the Raiders on defense, but not by much other than their corners and one of their safeties. Not by much. The offense, you know, McGlinchey comes over to play right tackle because of Max from the 49ers. He's a better right tackle than what we have. I mean, what do we have? Thayer Mumford, Illuminor. Okay, that's not McGlinchey who's playing over there. Give them the nod there, but they don't have Colt Miller. They've been a train wreck at the tackle position. They don't have Josh Jacobs. They don't have Devontae. They don't have a Hunter Renfro. They don't. So the Raiders, and they don't have Carlson and Cole. They have good kicker, but Carlson and Cole, I'll take them. So if you look at this in general, I think the Raiders are a better team. But what Denver has going into this, this is the home opener for Sean Payton. And Sean Payton's a hell of a coach. And he's going to have them ready to go. But I don't think it was a smooth offseason for them because of the injuries in the wide receiver room and the fact that Sean Payton, if they end up winning this game, do you know how much credit Sean Payton's going to get for having Russell Wilson fit? Not, did you see Russell Wilson last year, how big he was? Not fat, but, I mean, kind of. Jared, you were saying on that, you know. I, I mean, He I had a tire uh, kind of around the middle. But he, he also he, wears a vest. He wears one of those rib vests. He does. But he, his arms, his arms, I mean, he was a fuller Russell Wilson than I've ever that seen is, That is an excellent choice of words. Fuller is the yeah. exact correct so he's, term. he's lost the weight now. He looks, he looks, he he looks, looks leaner. leaner. He looks leaner, no doubt about it. He's a hell of a player. And as we asked Matt Millen about it in his, our conversation with Matt, look, he's going to run. I'm gonna, that's the first question I'm going to – one of the first I'm going to ask to the voice of the Broncos – is how did he look mobility wise? Not in, not in the in the preseason games, but at practice, he's going to move the pocket, and I think he's going to move the pocket away from Max, and that's probably part of my issue with Chandler Jones being absent for a private matter here. Chandler Jones is really good coming wide off the edge, and just even if you're handling, even if you're handling Max and the other defensive end. I think Russell Wilson's just going to see that and go, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I don't think there's no Jerry Judy. I don't think he's going to hold, 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 wait, wait for Max. I just think he's going to take off. And there better be a linebacker there. Did you hear me? There better be a linebacker there who got paid to play on this team, Divine Diablo or Robert Spillane, who know what I'm saying here and going to step in that hole and go, nope, you're not running up the middle. There better be a defensive tackle who sheds a block and does that. I think that my biggest concern in this entire game is Russell Wilson running for over 50 yards, 60 yards, and I'm talking about him picking up long third downs. Look, if Russell Wilson runs on third and two and, and picks up a first down, I don't care. I mean, that's going to happen. Everybody could do that. Derek did that. Russell Wilson's done that. I'm talking third and nine. I'm talking third and seven. Where there's nothing open downfield, the Raiders are improved in that scenario, and then they got to stop the quarterback from running for a first down. I mean, look at the quarterbacks that we have here. Russell Wilson, week one, can run as good as any quarterback who has ever lived. 
who's ever lived. I'll put Michael Vick and Steve Young and Lamar Jackson on a higher level. The next level is Russell Wilson. And then we got Josh Allen. You see him run? Oh, my God, what a great runner he is. Josh Allen is a great quarterback, and he's an elite runner. Then week three, Kenny Pickett. Not that concerned about Kenny Pickett. I mean, Kenny Pickett can play. I think he's going to be okay. But he's not elite at anything, but he's a, probably a good player. And then week four, we have Justin Herbert in Los Angeles, and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks I have ever seen ever this early in his career. Too bad, Raider Nation. If, if that bothers you, turn the channel. He's that good of a player, and we're going to have to kick his ass and throw him to the ground hard. As Matt Millen said earlier, back in the old days, you could say hit the quarterback. Now you got to say hit the quarterback, but don't get a penalty. Good luck with that. We are brought to you by our great friends at the 872 Laborers. The men and women are out here building the city. They built the Legion Stadium on time and on budget, led by the great Tommy White. As we continue, Dave Logan next hour. Open line, 702-365-9200. Get in here. It's Bronco Week. We heard the sound and we saw this tremendously large object moving through the sky. And it was like a scene out of Independence Day. Whatever the hell it was, I don't know. But it was definitely unidentified. It was definitely flying. It was definitely a large object. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Grimaldi's Pizzeria, home of the famous New York-style coal-fired brick oven pizza. Do you hear that voice? That's Steph McKenzie. She will join us Friday in studio. She despises the Broncos. She's had some ugly events at Bronco games where men have uh, disrespected her verbally. She despises the Denver Broncos. Steph will be in studio on Friday as uh, we're ready to talk about the Denver Broncos. 702-365-9200. Also, uh, the consultant said, man, you get a lot of tweets, man. Why don't you read more tweets? And I said, yeah. Not everybody can call. People are on lunch. A lot of people are listening after the show via podcast. So if you want to tweet at me directly, uh, at JT the Brick. Last night, I launched my first YouTube channel. YouTube at JT the Brick, YT, because some scoundrel, I guess, used JT the Brick years ago. So I have it hooked to my profile, just clicking on. So I went in my studio last night at home and did about a half hour and just ranted, gave some picks for the weekend. I'll do it again on Thursday. So I'll do it Sunday, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. I'm trying to build up this YouTube channel in case of emergency. We got to get you on YouTube Shorts. Like yeah, the little like just a little one minute clip of yes, like the rant. Son, that's gonna be that's gonna be dynamite. Backyard brick. We'll do that for that. So I'm building out some YouTube. We have a big podcast uh, that we're doing, which I'm excited about. Raiders Roundtable that is up also on YouTube. So I guess the world and breaking news. I got finally did it. I finally did it. I got rid of Directv for YouTube TV, and it, it's going okay. I like to switch channels quickly and not have a buffer. That's not happening. I got to figure out what's in the library, what's live, what's there and not. But I'm pretty simple with all that. Kept the kept the Max, the HBO Max. I have that. Um, have a couple of. I have Amazon Prime because I literally have 30 Amazon boxes delivered to my house every day while I'm out of the house. 30. So I guess I'm. I'm I should be excited. I get Amazon Prime for free. I love my Yellowstone. I like Yellowstone. But a good time to get out. I think Costner. Is, is Costner's in a war with them. He wants more money, so he might be out of that. And then Netflix. So as I think, my mentally, I believe that my bill, my DirecTV bill, which is enormous, is getting lower. I have all the apps, 
Max and I have Netflix and I have all that, which kind of comes up the back end to equal out the bill of what it used to be. Right? Is that what's going on with streaming now? Where you think you're cutting some cords, but the apps are adding up and it's all kind of the same? Yeah, it's it's the premise of instead of you used to be able to go to like a Walmart and get everything, and right. now you have to go to, well, I need to go to Trader Joe's, right. I need to go to Home Depot, I need to, like, it's everything is now in its own little mm-hmm. tiny box that they're like, and we're going to charge you. They're charging. I mean, it's a, it is expensive to watch television, to stream, and to do all that. So, again, a couple of YouTube announcements as they are ready to go. And we're welcoming new partners to the show, and we really want to thank everybody who stepped up. And we got a monster tequila company, Tequila Commissario. The Maloofs are involved in this. I'm long-term friends with the Maloof family. 100% all-natural, estate-grown, small-batch, handcrafted Tequila Commissario, known to create tequila connoisseurs. So they dropped off a bunch of this, and I've been sipping on it, and it is incredible. And you can find it everywhere in town, inside the Bellagio. It's everywhere. And again, anything backed by the Maloofs over the years. The Blanco is fantastic, and especially especially their Añejo is fantastic. Really love that. So I've always said to myself, why don't we have a tequila company in the home of Raider Nation, this show on Raider Nation Radio. And finally, we got one of the best of the best. I'm very happy about this partnership. Tequila Commissario, you'll be hearing me talk about that. Ultra premium awards, awards like you wouldn't believe how many awards they're winning, triple medals and all of that. So if you like tequila, ask for Tequila Commissario the next time you're out in the strip or you could be at Lee's Lick or anywhere else. And again, we're going to have Gavin Maloof in studio to talk about it. Gavin Maloof, part owner of the Golden Knights. We do a lot of Golden Knights on this show, too. And I know the Golden Knights are starting sooner than later here. So we started off the show. I think Raider Nation got punched in the mouth today. I really do. I think that Raider Nation right now on this show, and it's good we'll pause here at the top of the hour. I need to wake this place up because it's Broncos week. And again... Kind of the off-season, Labor Day, summertime, kind of JT summertime, take a Friday off. No, no. As Bill Belichick once said, no days off. It's Raider season now, Raider fans. Tell all your friends about this show because we're going big. Got to win this one. Hey, man, you want to win everyone? Did you notice I said I don't want to win this one? I said got to win this one. Let's Act like we want to win this game and get going. Dave Logan, next hour, the voice of the Denver Broncos, legendary high school football coach out in Denver. The guy does a radio show. He's the voice of the Broncos and has one of the great uh, high school football teams in all of Colorado. And he loves the rivalry. So we'll talk to him in about a half hour. We'll reset at the top of the hour. I watched Hard Knocks last night. They shut that down. And coming back... I will tell you the teams that I believe will go to the Super Bowl. I haven't made it official, but tomorrow I make my annual Super Bowl picks. You're probably not going to like it.